Hi, this is Bill Bean, the Spiritual Warrior, and I'm listening to the Paranormal Journal, and you should as well. Uh, John Curley is awesome, and the show is awesome. And uh, tune in every week to listen to what he's got to say. I'm Bill Bean, the Spiritual Warrior, and I'll stand for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paranormal Journal Podcast Season 2. Thanks for joining me, everybody. I'm glad you've been sticking with me. It's been crazy, crazy busy for me. Work, investigations. We just did another investigation last weekend. And it was interesting, folks. It was interesting. It was up in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Can't give you the details on where it was, but it was in Mechanicsburg. And it was very interesting. Very interesting. We will get into the details of that a little later. Thank you for tuning in to the Paranormal Journal Podcast. Thanks, guys. I appreciate everything. I appreciate all the listeners, all the downloads. And uh, I'll tell you, things have been interesting lately. We did, like I said, we just did an investigation in Mechanicsburg. We just did a historical place uh, back in January, the 21st, I believe it was the 21st. And we're going to do that reveal. Just button up the odds and ends on that uh, review. And we're going to get that back to the client. And hopefully we get back into this location because it is a pretty awesome location. I can't reveal it, unfortunately. Because the client doesn't want uh, publicity on the location. But, um, man, the place was awesome. Uh, the one we just did uh, uh, last weekend was a residential case. Which that's what, uh, you know, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society does. That's what we do. We do a lot of residentials and helping people and uh, just trying to give them an answer to what's really going on. Can we get rid of ghosts? Absolutely not. I don't know why people think that... Uh, that's an easy thing to do is to get rid of ghosts if you, you know, burn some sage and throw some sea salt or uh, have crystals and stuff like that. These uh, urban legends or myths or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I've, I fell into that whole practition of, uh, you know, maybe you could do that and it would work way back in the day. But, you know, after a lot of investigations those things never really worked and the activity just kept happening and increasing in some cases decreasing in others but then coming back with uh, some intensity and people wind up having to move and folks there are no answers to this phenomena unfortunately i know i know i know a lot of you watch the tv shows and they're very interesting you know the tv shows are cool but they're entertainment you know they are entertainment um, do they go to haunted locations? Sure. There's, there's locations they go to are haunted, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to real cases and, uh, helping people with real problems. And unfortunately, you know, the TV shows, uh, even though I've been on a couple, they're, they're, um, misleading. Um, like I said, sometimes there are no happy endings of this stuff. Um, you know, the show that we were on, uh, the haunted, uh, you know, that was a happy ending, but, uh, you know, not many of them are happy endings. The one we did in Ghost Nation, um, not a, it, it was, I mean, we had, a, we had, a, we had Bill Bean, who's a good friend of mine out there and he did a deliverance in the home and it did quiet things down for a period of time, but now the activity is starting to ramp back up and, uh, we are going to be going out there probably the end of, uh, 
April of 2023. That's this year. And we are going to be doing some more investigating. I just talked to them tonight, actually. And uh, the activity is starting to increase. Like every other case that I've ever had, we've had a blessing or a deliverance or, or, or some sort of, you know, religious provocation coming into the home and things sometimes do quiet down for a period of time but then they do come back and and sometimes it's very intense um i don't know if it's because of of the um religious provocation or or what but sometimes they do come back and it comes back um pretty intense i mean the activity will increase by double of what it was originally and that's that's the kind of part that i i don't like um and i always tell my clients you know they want to they want a blessing or something like that i can arrange it but it's a 50 50 chance it's going to work i'm not going to lie to a client and say i can get rid of, of ghosts or demons and i don't like to say demons that i that word that word doesn't come out of my mouth often i've never had a case that was demonic in, in all the years that i've been investigating never ever had a case that was demonic now are there things that are out here that i can't explain hell yeah there are things out here that i've experienced i don't know whether they were ghosts or they were something interdimensional or maybe even aliens i really don't know what the hell they were could i say it was a ghost definitely no i can't um but i can say it was weird uh, i don't know how to explain it other than that um some people might say it was demonic you know but um there's no proof to back that claim up. So I can't claim something that I really don't have the proof to, to, to claim. So and I won't do that. And I won't lie to clients. And I won't lie to, lie to the listeners that are out here listening because I want to give them an honest show. And that's what I do. I will give you an honest show. I don't make things up. If anybody ever comes to me claiming that I'm making something up, I can pull it right. Like I said, I can pull it right up on this computer and I can show it to you. So... I'm glad you guys stick with me and the, the listeners that are out there and um, because everything I'm telling you is the truth. I've experienced it. I've lived it. And that's just how it is. Um, I don't have nothing to make up. I'm not here to um, uh, gain money off any of this because all this stuff I paid for was my own money. No one has paid me. Uh, I'm not part of a network. I do my own thing. I pay for my own, my own podcast, all my equipment. Uh, I probably have over the years thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment, maybe more, wrapped up into paranormal equipment, audio equipment, uh, podcast equipment. Uh, this this microphone I'm talking into costs uh, four hundred dollars. So um, you know this stuff isn't cheap, and uh, why would I lie about it? You know what I mean? It's just it's no uh, gratification for me to lie about anything. And if people are out there lying about things, then you know God bless you, I guess you know because you you need some help. Um, like I said, I do do a daily kind of thing where I, you know not daily, but maybe once a week I'll, I'll get online and I'll look around and see what some of these other paranormal groups are doing. And, um, and they post a lot of paranormal groups post stuff online. I usually don't do it because of, I'm totally discreet with my clients. So I don't put their stuff online unless I get permission to. And uh, a lot of people are like, why don't you put all your stuff online? Well, I don't put all my stuff online because one, I don't have permission from the client and the permission I do have, I post it and, uh, I post it for people to see and, and gain some kind of knowledge into what I've done 
you know, here's what I've captured. Everything that I post is 100% genuine. When there's nothing fake about any of it, it's all 100%. So if you go, if I post something you see from the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, it's 100% legit. You don't have to worry about some uh, phony video or some something that's been faked because I don't fake anything. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to educate. I'm here to help people. And uh, anybody can go online and look at our website at uh, harrisburgareaparanormal.com. Check it out. Everything that's on there is 100% legit. I can actually give emails to people from my, you know, my clients. Give us 100% validation that we are a legit paranormal group. And uh, we're out here to help people. That's that's my main goal is to help people and, and try to find an answer for families that are experiencing paranormal phenomena. Um, I hate when people say they can get rid of ghosts because it's just not true. And um, I'm not going to say that. I'm never going to say that ever. Never. I did one. I'm not going to lie. I've been a part of that. I, I did give bad information when I first started because I didn't have the knowledge, you know, 20 years ago. But in the knowledge that I have now, there's no way I would ever say that. And um, like I say, I, I go around online and I look at things and I look at other paranormal groups and see some of the stuff they're doing. And there are some really cool, legit paranormal teams out here just like us that are trying to to, to make a difference and and help people they just do the best that they can do and try to come up with an answer but, but i see a lot of groups saying they can get rid of demons and uh some of the equipment they use is totally ridiculous like the phone apps people if you're a paranormal investigator a legit paranormal investigator and you're using that ghost tube app delete it please that is not a legitimate form of paranormal investigation that stuff using the sls i see everybody online using that sls that phone is not designed for an sls system please people stop using that in investigations and saying you're catching ghosts because you're not that thing is picking up objects that resemble figures if, if the coat rack it's going to Boom. And then you might see a picture with a head and then you'll see a body underneath. Well, it's designed to do that. The ghost tube app is a crock of shit. Pardon my French, but it's a crock of shit. The whole thing. I've talked, like I said, I've talked to real people that invent paranormal, real gear, engineers, and that app is shit. Please stop using it. I'm trying to educate you people. This, it are not the Ghost Hoop app is not a legit paranormal gear. Period. It is designed to take your money. That is it. Please delete it off your phone. Stop using it. Stop going into people's houses saying that they're ghosts on an SLS camera on your phone because the camera is not designed for an SLS system. Period period you're walking around with it using it please stop please i mean you can come you can send me an email all day long about it because i have the information that'll tell you that it's it's totally false and even when you're downloading the app it, it tells you right in the app that it's not 100 percent. it's not zero percent that thing's a it's a piece of junk please stop putting all your videos on there with the ghost tube app out there it's ridiculous Please, please stop. It's stupid. 
and it, it's no way, shape, or form picking up paranormal entities. Not in a million years. Unless a full-bodied apparition pops up in front of that thing and sticks it out, then I might say, yeah, but, you know, it's definitely not an SLS system. I have an SLS camera system, uh, and uh, a phone app definitely isn't that. That I can tell you. You have to download programs for the SLS SLS system. It shoots out a it shoots out a mapping grid in infrared light, and your phone is not designed for infrared light. Uh, I don't care what kind of phone you have; it's not designed for that. So please educate yourself. Be legit. If you want to be a legit paranormal investigator, do the right thing. Because you're, if you're going to people's houses and uh, you're saying that that camera phone is picking up ghosts on an SLS system that's not designed for an SLS system, you're really making yourself look like an ass. So please stop. And I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm just saying, please do your research on it. Please, please do your research on it and stop using that app and going into people's homes claiming that their ghosts are picking up because you have no evidence whatsoever to validate that claim at all. Just do your research. Get rid of that crap. Whoever invented that ghost tube should be kicked in their ass because it's a bunch of crap. So get rid of it. It sucks. Get rid of it. So... All right, rant over. Got the paranormal garbage phone apps that stink, suck. Get rid of them. Um, Paracons coming up. We are going to be at some of the Paracons. Um, we will be at Penhurst um, in May. We are going to be there for four days at the uh, at Penhurst. That'll be the 18th through the 21st. Uh, I won't be there, unfortunately. I will be out of town, but a couple of the guys from Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society will be there. Tom Muller, one of my case managers. And I believe possibly Carl Spencer will be there, one of my uh, investigators slash co-founders will be there. So um, probably be hanging out with the TAPS guys. They're going to be there. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a table there. we got a table set up. We're going to have some merchandise. Uh, Anna Manila will be there, author of um, Unholy Structure, which was one of our case files. And she wrote a book about it. So um, she will be there signing uh, autographs along with uh, our guys are going to be there. And uh, we're going to have a nice table stand set up. So come check us out. Um, if you're going to be up near the Penhurst area, check us out. We're going to have some merch, merchandise. We're going to have some flyers. We're going to have some coffee mugs. We're going to have some uh, postcards, stuff like that. Some flash drives with our logos on it. So uh, check it out, man. It's going to be cool. And you get to walk around Penhurst, which is extremely haunted. Very, very haunted. And we will be doing another uh, Paracon in uh, September at the Hell House, uh, which we will be there again with Anna Manello. And we will be signing autographs again. We'll be signing the book. We'll be signing some mugs. We'll be signing whatever we can and uh, letting people hear some of our EVPs and stuff like that and watching video of some of the stuff we've captured on video. Very, very cool. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a fun year this year. Uh, lots and lots of things going on. We have lots of investigations going on. 
Uh, I believe we will be going to Waverly Hills this year. The guys in the group want to go to Waverly. So for our fun investigation, we will be going to Waverly this year. Um, mission, like I said, we're going to have other people on the podcast. We're going to have Bill Bean on here. I'm supposed to have him last season, but a lot of things got tied up with Bill. He's very, very busy. I uh, just wrote a new book, um, The Exorcist Files, and uh, we're going to have him on here talking about his book. We're going to have uh, Mission Spooky Podcast on here as well. They're going to be coming on um, very, very soon. I'm just I had to cancel a date on them because I had stuck at work, but uh, we had some things going on, so... We are going to have Mission Spooky on here talking about our investigation together at the Franklin House. I had those guys there investigating the Franklin House. And who knows, Mission Spooky probably uh, will be going to Waverly with us, too. I'm hoping a couple of them can go to Waverly Hills with us. So fun, fun, fun times ahead. Fun times ahead. And um, like I said, we're going to get into a lot of cases that we're going to be doing this year. I talk about a lot of the cases that I can as much as I can talk about them on here. Because, you know, like I said, we are discreet. I will never give any names of, of an investigation unless the client permits it. I'll talk about the case, but I won't give any information on where the address is, who the people are. Um, but I will talk about some of the, the experiences that we had in those cases. And um, I tell you, we, we, we've been having some decent cases here. Our caseload is definitely filling up. We're getting a lot of requests for people to join the team. Uh, man, we just have so many people that send them requests to join the team anymore I, at first it was slow going but now um now that i'm back online and i'm getting you know i've gotten back to where um i'm supposed to be like i said i was down for a couple of years uh due to a, an incident with a case but uh, uh some sad things with the case and it just kind of messed me up and i was down for a couple of years but now i'm back uh stronger than ever got a new team built up and um man we're doing good we're doing really good Got some dedicated people uh, to the team, and uh, got a great case manager. Don Frank is back with the group. Uh, he was down for a little while. Carl's always been with me. Um, we got some new investors. Like I said, we got Tom, or Tom Muller, our case manager now. He's uh, he's rocking it, man. He's all into it, and uh, I appreciate him. Which Tom's probably going to uh, come on the show and, and be a co-host from time to time on here with me. Uh, he's been really wanting to do it. He's out of town right now, but uh, he's definitely wanting to get into uh, doing the podcast with me. And Tom's a really good guy. Uh, fairly new in the paranormal game, but um, man, the guy's dedicated and uh, I really like him. I think uh, he's going to do very, very well in this. Uh, along with all the other investigators we have, we've been updating the website uh, periodically with new things. And um, it's just, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster for the last couple of years. We've had ups and downs with with people and different things, and I'm not really I'm just focused on what I'm doing, and I'm not focused on what anybody else is doing. So, um, it ain't no hard feelings with other people. I'm just doing my thing, and I'm not worried about what other people are doing. Uh, I'm just focused on doing what what we do, and that's um, helping people. Like I said, we we do a lot of residential cases. 98% of our cases are residentials. They're not um, these pay places. You know, we get a lot of cases every year. And most of them are residentials. Um, we get a ton of emails about 
people's houses are haunted. They're dealing with things. Uh, a lot of renters, people, you know, people are renting homes that are haunted. And um, it, it's interesting because these are the kind of cases that it's not like going to a place like Waverly Hills where a lot of paranormal teams have been there. Is there phenomena there? Oh, of, of course there's phenomena there. But are you going to catch something genuine? Maybe you might have a slim chance of catching something there. I mean, you're going to catch EVPs. You catch them everywhere you go. But to catch something on video, it's probably going to be really hard. It's going to be one in a million. But some of these residential cases that we get into, no one's ever investigated them. So, I mean, you're 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 getting into a raw investigation. It's never been investigated. There's never been cameras in there. So you got a good chance of really catching something. Not to say that you're going to get it on every investigation, but if you do catch something, that's going to be really significant, you know, and uh, like some of the stuff I've captured has been really significant and amazing. Um, and it's because of, of doing the residential cases, but you really have to get your group built up for people to trust you. Um, that's a serious thing in this. If, if, if a client doesn't trust you, they're never going to let you into your house, into their house ever. Uh, they're going to want to be there with you. And a lot of clients give us free reign of the house. Like we have the house all night long. It's ours. I mean, it is ours. You said, look, we, this is how we do things. We are a legit paranormal group. You can go to our website. You can check out who we are. We do criminal background checks on all of our members. And at any point, if a client asks us for documentation of a criminal background of any member on the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society, we produce that to them to show them, hey, no one here has ever been convicted of a crime. If anyone's ever been convicted of any kind of crime and, and, and we run a background check on them, they cannot be a member of, of HAPS, period. And as a TAPS family member, that goes for all TAPS family members across the United States and all over the country. Every TAPS family member, group, team, all of us have strict guidelines to do criminal background checks on every member of the group. So if you're worried about that kind of stuff of a paranormal group coming to your house, you can go to the TAPS family website. You can check them out. Every group on the TAPS family website is background checked, criminally background checked, so you don't have to worry about someone uh, with a shady background coming into your home and you being afraid because... Jason Hawes and the TAPS team established this uh, TAPS family many, many years ago. And these were the guidelines to be a TAPS family member. No one in the group can have a criminal background. No convictions whatsoever to be a TAPS family member. So any group you see that's a TAPS family member, you can rest assured no one has a criminal background check. And you can count on being safe. So just putting that out there, you know, if you are, you know, listening to this show and you're having a problem, it doesn't matter if you're in another country, if there's a tax family in your country near you, they're criminally background checked and they are safe to come into your home. Um, other than that, um, it's been, it's been interesting for the last uh, couple months here. Like I said, we've had a couple of cases we had to postpone. But um, 
We did a historic place in January, and then we just did one a residential in Mechanicsburg last weekend. And to say the least, it was very interesting. We heard some really cool stuff. I'm not going to play anything tonight, but I am going to talk about the situation in the home. And i um, not going to give any names, but there are children involved. I'm not going to give a location. I can give where it's at, but not the street, where any names, any of that. So sorry about that, folks, but I can't do that. We are very discreet, and I can't disclose that information. Unless maybe down the line they want to come on the show, and then they can say what their name or you know, tell their name and, and who they are and where they live. But uh, other than that, uh, it is a rental, so uh, we, we can't really disclose that information just due to because it is a rental and it is someone's business and um yeah I mean, some people get into renting haunted houses so <laughs> you know um if i owned a haunted house i probably wouldn't rent it to a family but uh, i would definitely have paranormal groups coming in if they wanted to investigate it and help pay for the mortgage of it or whatever you know help me pay the mortgage of it i would come in and say hey you know give me a couple bucks and investigate the place all weekend i don't care but uh yeah, we have to take care of it. Of course, I'm looking to do that. I'm looking to find a haunted place and um, a really haunted place. Maybe an old one, a fixer-upper, and um, get out there and and uh, get it fixed up and have paranormal groups come in and experience some real cool paranormal phenomena. Um, these places are hard to find because a lot of people are buying these old historic places up. And uh, most historic places definitely have activity in them. Definitely have activity, uh, without a doubt. I think everyone I've ever been in, I've had some sort of paranormal phenomena at, at one point or another. So you get into a house that's in the 1800s, you know, 1700s. I mean, you can almost assure there's going to be some kind of residual phenomena going on or some active phenomena going on. So very, very interesting, very interesting to buy old houses. Uh, I definitely want one. I'm going to get one one of these days. It's, just, it's coming. I'm waiting for the right opportunity, and I'm going to buy one. Um, so if I do, I will put it on here, and I will put it out there for investigators to come out and investigate it because I think everyone should have a chance to experience this kind of phenomena because it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. So the Mechanicsburg Haunting. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Yeah, the Mechanicsburg Haunting. This was an interesting case. We got an email from a, a young lady with um, a couple children, um, three children, and the an eight-year-old, three-year-old, and a small child, uh, actually a newborn. And um, what's interesting is they moved into a fairly old house, probably early 1900s, maybe a little bit before 1900, late 1800s, maybe. Very, it's an old house. Um, you can tell by the it had an attic and uh, really old time doors with the old latches on it. I mean, it's a really really old home and um, a dirt basement. It's it's old, and uh, they just started renting this place a couple months prior, probably three months I would think, something like that, about three and four months ago, and um, nothing right away. But uh, I think like a month or so in, the eight-year-old was awoken to a um, a face, which she said it looked like a, a dead person. That's the only way she could describe it. It looked like a dead person. And uh, it had white eyes, 
face was kind of sunk in and his mouth was kind of like draped open, like a, like someone that passes away, you know, their mouth doesn't stay open, it kind of hangs open. And uh, it was just a face floating by her bed and then it, uh, standing beside her bed, actually where the, uh, where the attic door is, her bed is literally right beside an attic door. And uh, the face was there and it just disappeared. And then a couple of weeks later, she's seen a, a full body apparition come out of her younger sister's room and walk down the hallway, which freaked her out. And um, that's when the mother had called us. Now, nothing really, the mother hadn't really experienced anything, but she gave us a call. She was concerned about the children. Uh, she was a single parent, so she's definitely concerned. Um, so, we, you know, we went out initially and, and we started checking it out. And... Um, we noticed a lot of high EMF in the home, which in an older home, that's, it's typical, you know, it's typical to have high EMF and uh, we were getting pretty high spikes at the, at the ceiling level where you could tell wires were running through and we were getting high EMF spikes, some, uh, some up in like five, you know, 5.07, uh, sometimes jumping up to 11, 15 milligauss, which is high. That's fairly high. Um, a baseline reading on, on a milligauss is usually like 0 0.01, you know, so it's really, really low, but you're starting to get spikes over like 1.0, 3.0, 5.0, then you get up into 11, 15 range. You're starting to get decently high in, into a high EMF, which can cause uh, an array of things, hallucinations, irritations, rashes, uh, vomiting headaches high emf some people are highly um almost almost allergic to it you know and it, it makes they have a bad reaction to high emf gives them headaches like you know nausea they said it can make you hallucinate a lot of different things associated with high emf in a home it's not good to have high emf in a home that's why they shield most wiring now most wiring is shielded back you know, in the early 70s and stuff like that, you know, wire wasn't shielded. So a lot of homes had high EMF, which can cause a whole array of, of medical issues, which is, you know, was kind of our concern at first. But when we went up into the bedrooms, we weren't getting a lot of high EMF spikes up there. Even around the outlets, we weren't, which was kind of odd. But we weren't getting anything. So we we're kind of like, that's not too bad up here but down on the first floor we were getting high emf levels at the ceiling some near some of the sockets but not overly bad just mostly at the ceiling level and um so we did a sweep of the home documented what we had uh we pretty much knew what was going on emf level wise so you know we're going through so we start setting our cameras up and we're getting things set up and nothing really felt out of place but we did get a history of the home and there was uh, a death in the home and you know it was kind of suspicious death um we heard a bunch of things nothing really validated about it but uh it, it seems like it really happened from what we take from some of the witnesses that and neighbors and stuff that live there uh, of of the former tenant one of supposedly was pushed down the stairs and died in the home at the bottom of the stairs and um allegedly the wife had did it but she was never charged for murder but uh supposedly while he was dying he did claim that the wife 
pushed him down the stairs. I think he made that death, uh, death, uh, what do you want to say? Death, um, damn, I can't get the word out. Like a last breath death, you know, that someone pushed him down the stairs and it was the mother, his wife. But no one was ever charged in that murder, but we don't know. It was never a murder. It was just, I guess, claimed as an accident. But uh, it sounds like it was more more or less a murder than, more than it was an accident. So uh, we haven't really dug into that yet to really validate that. But that's what we're getting from people's family members that used to live there. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, that might be true. Because there's definitely something going on. Uh, but we set all our we set all our cameras up and you know we went lights out and, and not much happened for uh, for uh, probably about an hour it was fairly fairly quiet I did have one thing that happened right away um, I was downstairs and uh, two of my investigators were upstairs Tom and another a new guy Bill were upstairs and I heard something almost like go like huh, hey something like that but it was definitely downstairs and i'm like hey that wasn't one of you guys up there was it and they didn't they didn't answer me and then i was like i actually had to yell hey was that you guys and I'm like no no and they sounded really distant but what i heard was right near me and i was plugged into the uh recorder doing live evp i call it plugging in everybody else calls it live evp but i was plugged into the recorder and i heard it and uh it was um Definitely downstairs, and I noted it, and I'm like, yeah, it was definitely down here. So then I set a recorder up downstairs, and we went lights out downstairs, and we, we were completely dark in the home, and uh, nothing for about an hour. And uh, it was really, I'm like, eh, it's kind of really a whole lot going on. But, I mean, that's expected in paranormal investigations. Not all places you go into, you're going to experience, like, uh, the conjuring style uh, phenomena where stuff's flying around. There's knocking noises and there's banging noises. And, you know, this is, that's not reality. Uh, most of the time you go into a haunted location or places that claim there's activity and it's quiet. I mean, you're just, you're just asking questions in the dark and you're not really hearing much. But then sometimes, you do get responses, and when you do get those responses, it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, but yeah, we were, we were you know, a, a little bit into the investigation, and really not a lot going on. We, we checked the whole upstairs, and we're doing different things, and we have different things set up. We have tri-field meters set up. We have K2 set up. We have EMF detectors set up. We have motion sensors set uh, set up REM pods set up in the attic because there's a lot of activity in the attic to hear movement in the attic. And um, allegedly a former tenant, um, when he was 10 years old, lived in that house. Well, his grandparents lived in that house. And uh, he was in the attic getting toys and the attic door slammed shut and the lights went out. And uh, he was freaking out and he couldn't get out of the attic. The attic door wouldn't open. And all of a sudden the, the grandmother opened it up and he got out of there, but he swore that something definitely uh, slammed the door shut and turned the light out on him, and he was freaked out, and he wouldn't go back in there after that. So that was a pretty good story. You know, he told us, and I'm like, 
Okay, but still, you know, you hear these stories, you still have to go into this investigation with a grain of salt. Everything you hear, you never want to go into it thinking automatically it's haunted because that's just not how it goes. You don't go into it thinking it's haunted. You want to go into it thinking it's not haunted. Let the activity let the let the activity show you it's haunted. You know what I mean? You got to go into it thinking, hey, okay, they're giving me these claims. Let's see the activity produce itself so I can validate it and say, hey, you are experiencing this phenomenon. Never go into a haunted location or an alleged haunted location thinking it's haunted. You always go into it as a doubt. Never go into it. Just go into it just like you're going to a new house. Say, hey, you know, um, this is a pretty cool house. No, you, because one, once you get into that mindset of thinking the house is haunted, now your mind starts to play a lot of tricks on you. Your mind will play tricks on you in the dark. You'll think you heard something. You'll think you've seen something. Because now your mindset is already thinking, oh, these people, this is the house is haunted. And you're thinking the house is haunted. Your mind can play a lot of weird-ass tricks on you. So never go into a place thinking it's haunted. No matter what someone tells you, you go into it as a naysayer, say, nah, you know, whatever. I need to experience this phenomena before I can say this place is haunted. And that's the bottom line. So, you know, we're, we, you know I'm already into it thinking I need to experience something before I can legitimately say this place is haunted. I had already had something weird happen downstairs. But I still wasn't 100%. I have to go into the audio afterwards, put it into the program, listen to everything, make sure it wasn't one of the guys upstairs. They might sit at it making noise, but sometimes people make noises. They don't realize they're making the noises. So you have to be able to distinguish, did they make the noise or didn't they? And that's where it comes into your good investigation skills. Me, I have a recorder in damn near every room in the house. So as soon as I set the recorder out, this is such and such investigation. This is the date. This is the time. I say that in every recorder. That way I know from the beginning of the recording, I know what time it is. Every second counted after that, I can go back into the recorder. Let's say I hear a, a voice two hours and 10 minutes on the first recorder that I have downstairs. Now I can go back into every recorder and I can check at those times to make sure that it's not another investigator because sometimes an investigator can be saying something on another floor and it sounds like an EVP on the first floor and you really have to cross check everything because if you don't then you're just giving somebody false information and a lot of people might not do that so if you're listening to the show you want to get into paranormal investigations this is what you do and it's painstaking folks because you have to listen and watch every second of video and it takes a long time especially you're working a day job you come home you're getting into the video you're watching video every second you're listening to the audio every second it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to go over one case just one and if you have multiple cases going on it is really really nerve-wracking and um i tell you it's it's tough. It really is tough. I mean, you really, really have to be dedicated to this to give people a real answer. If you're just bullshitting around, 
you know, and you're not going over the evidence, and you know who you are. If you're out there doing it and you're bullshitting around, why do it? If you're not going to give it 100%, why do it? Don't do it. Leave it up to people like us. We're going to validate things. I'm definitely going to validate things because I've always done it. This is what I've done for the last 20 plus years of, of paranormal investigating. And that's what makes our group stand out. That's why we're on magazines. That's why we're doing TV shows. Uh, you know, people, clients love us. They always have. Um, and, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that clients do like the things that we do. We care about them. We don't just pop in one investigation, pop out. Oh, yeah, your house is haunted. That's it. No. We stay the course. Wherever how long it takes, it might take forever. If it takes forever, then we'll be here forever for you. We're not going to just leave and that's it. That's, you know, that's not what we do. We're here to document this phenomena. And I'm here as long as it takes to document the phenomena until I'm not here anymore. And that's just how it is. And uh, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what we do. I'm proud of the people we help and the people that help we help. They love us. Like I said, I've had, I've had clients for 15 years. They're still with me. Um, they still have phenomena. They still call me for, for consultation whenever they need it. And I'm always here for them. They can call me anytime, any day, and I'll talk to them, try to help them any way I can, any way I can. But uh, back to the Mechanicsburg case. Um, I'm going to go on a short break here because I do have to use the restroom. So I'm going to play you some really, really cool music uh, from uh, my buddy, the guys over at um, the guys over at uh, Get Them Wet, Tom Blake and Jesse Anderson. They're called Get Them Wet. They got a pretty cool song. They collaborated with uh, a group called The Bumpin' Uglies, and it's called Hang Loose. Check them out. I hope you like them because uh, I love these guys. They're they're cool, man. I've known them since diapers and. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Blake's my man. So um, check him out, guys. It's just called "This Is Get 'Em Wet" with the Bumpin' Uglies. Hang loose. Summer Eddie, sticky hot on the block, wanna steal a drop top. Hot in the city, Billy, out of miss some move. Not too tight, but not too loose Keep it on the bright side, what you got? 
classic Like someone talking shit just before they get their ass kicked Pass it, I'm trying to get higher than the moon Mid-Atlantic on the track, go on, tell them how we do Always on the left, need you on the right Take my time, gotta fix it all right Not too tight, but not too loose Keep it on the bright side, what you gotta do Always on the left, need you on the right Take my time, gotta fix it all right Not too tight, but not too loose Keep it on the bright side, what you gotta do Let it hang loose Let it hang loose Let it hang loose That was Get em Wet, Hang Loose that is my man Tom Blake and Jesse Anderson would get them wet, man. Those guys are awesome, man. They're awesome. I'm telling you, summertime comes, I crank up some get them wet in my pool, sipping back, drinking some cold ones, man. Those guys, they're going somewhere, bro. I'm telling you, man. I've known this kid, and those two guys are dedicated into playing music, man. And uh, I'm going to blast their music on here because I, I definitely think you guys should, are, are going to like their music. And um, I'm rooting for them, man. I want them to go all the way. I hope they become big. And I see them on TV and say, I've known that kid since diapers. That kid was telling you, man, Tom, good luck, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him. So back to the Mechanicsburg case. This case was... Uh, like I said, it was interesting. We're, we're about an hour into the investigation. Nothing really going on. It's quiet. And uh, Tom went downstairs to do something. And he came back up and he goes, man, you know, I thought I heard a growling noise. Like, um, as I went down the stairs and, and one of the other investigators, Bill, said, man, I thought I heard a growling no noise earlier, too. And I'm not kidding you. Not, not too long right after that, you know, we... We heard a growling noise in the uh, in the daughter's room. Like it sounded like a growl, like a, a low growl, like we're like, whoa, what the hell was that? We all heard it out loud. We all looked at each other and we're like, definitely a growling noise. And you know, that's not to say that it's something demonic. Again, this is another uh, you know television movie thing where someone hears a growl it's automatic it's something satan uh, demonic the devil himself and not the case folks i've heard growling noises in a lot of other investigations and they weren't demonic uh maybe this is just a way that something's coming across vocally that is trying to talk or, or manifest and this noise comes out we don't know. It's not, I definitely don't associate it with um, demonic things whatsoever. So please don't associate that or even getting scratched. Um, some people associate three scratches with demonic things. And uh, although a lot of paranormal things do happen in threes, uh, you'll hear three knocks, you have three scratches. I mean, there's a lot of weird things that are associated with uh with threes, even if you know someone that dies, usually two more people follow that die that you know, and it'll equal out to three. Or you might, you know, look at a certain time, you'll see three threes or three numbers the same. It's it's really weird, and, and a lot of that's associated with paranormal things. Sometimes I can't explain it, but it it, it definitely there are things with threes, and I'm not saying that's demonic because, like I said, I've cannot claim something 
that I have no validation whatsoever in. So I never am going to claim something demonic unless I am 100%. Let me reevaluate that. A thousand percent sure that it's demonic. And I've yet to see that in all these years. Uh, some people see it in every investigation they go on. I, I, <laughs> like I said, I've never seen it. Uh, there are things that will scare the shit out of you. Um, I've had it happen. Heard creepy voices. They sounded like something from a horror movie, but, you know, was it demonic? Or was it this thing's way of scaring you? Um, there are things that are highly intelligent and they like to scare people. Um, not to say that that's demonic. There are, I think there are demonic things, but they are really, really rare folks. Like when you come across them, I mean, it's like, like hitting a lottery, uh, like hitting the mega millions, you know, that you come across something that there's this demonic, uh, entity. I've yet to see it. I don't know if I ever want to see it. I mean, I do as an investigator, but, um, I don't know. There are some really weird things um, that I've encountered that I really can't explain, but I, I'm not going to say they're demonic. They're, they were kind of scary, but um, I, I just, I can't say it's demonic. I really, I really can. There's not enough proof to validate that. Um, like I said, the bigger, the, the bigger the claim is, the bigger the proof you need. And that's a big claim. You're claiming something's demonic. You better damn sure have the proof to back that up. And I mean the proof. Levitation, someone speaking in different languages that they've never known, and even some kind of clairvoyant stuff of the future or them predicting the future or the past, something that only you would know. That would be the only way something like that could convince me is if something, uh, this possessed person... Um, said something about me that only I would know and I would be I would be convinced then um but other than that I really I really couldn't say I I'm not never going to say that something's demonic unless I really have the, the validation of that and I'm going to be a thousand percent sure on that before I ever validate something like that or claim something like that um like in this house, I don't think there's anything demonic there. Um, did, they, did the little girl see a full-body apparition? It's highly possible. Uh, I know through the night, we definitely heard some voices that were... Now, I'm not going to... They were disembodied only because I was plugged in, and I heard them out loud. But the guys that were with me didn't hear it, but I heard them. Uh, and a couple were direct responses. Um... I think Bill would ask at one point, is there somebody here that's not supposed to be here? And right after that, I heard a voice say, no, like a no, like a female said no. And um, there was no females in the house with us. We were all guys. We had the house to ourselves. The client had left with the kids. Um, definitely heard a female say no. Now, they didn't hear it, but I heard it. But I, like I said, I was plugged into the recorder. So I'm hearing one of Hertz level. That's beyond human hearing range, so they didn't hear anything, but I heard it. The recorder picked it up, and then I caught some stuff that was kind of vulgar a little bit, um, saying, like, F me. It said F me or at one point, and um, 
to her question, I, I can't remember exactly what the question was I asked, but then it, it said F me. Like, you can really hear it. And um, that, that, that kind of, I didn't like that too much because it is a kid's room. But, you know, it's, there are these things sometimes that, you know, you really, you can't explain them or why they happened or why I said that or, you know, it could be something that happened residually and someone said that 50 years ago. You know what I mean? So, is it was it referring to me? I, I really don't know. I really have to get into, I'm still going over a lot of evidence with this case, but we did have things that happened that I, they're definitely something paranormal without, without a doubt. Um definitely heard disembodied voices and captured EVPs. And I had a really, really cool thing happen that I um, was 100% paranormal. Uh, I had my recorder in one hand, in my left hand, and I had it over basically where the little girl said she had seen this figure. I was standing right, right there. And uh, I had the recorder in one hand. And we're doing an EVP session and... Actually, we were just standing there. I think we were just bullshitting, actually talking about some other things not even relevant to the case. And all of a sudden, I got this static in the recorder, like, shh. But in the static, I hear a voice say something like, can you help me or something like that in the static. And uh, all of a sudden, all the hair on my left arm stood straight up. And I, I said, dude check this shit out. I shine the light on my arm. I said, look, look at this arm. Look at the hair standing up. Now look at this one. And the other one was nothing but the left arm where the static went to the recorder. The hair was sticking straight up on my arm. So the digital recorder picked up a static interference and my body reacted to it. The hair was standing up on my arms and I called it EVP at the same time. So somehow this EVP came in through some kind of static energy, which created my hair to stand up on my arm, made the recorder get static in it, which produced a white noise, and the EVP came through at the same time. So that was really, really interesting. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit this case on a podcast and I'm gonna let you hear the evidence from this case, uh, the EVPs and whatnot. And uh, if there's any video, I'll post the video on to uh, the Harrisburg area. Paranormal Society's uh, YouTube channel, and you can, and I'll, I'll give you a link, and you can go there and watch it if we catch anything on video. Um, I'm hoping we do. There was some downtime where we were just bullshitting around and went outside, and, and a couple guys had a smoke, and we got something to drink and stuff like that. So um, I'm hoping maybe while we were outside, we captured something. We did have um, motion sensor cameras on, so if anything, um, trip those motion sensor cameras, those cameras will lock onto it and it'll follow whatever's in the room. So it just, it locks onto the, the figure or whatever it is. If it's an orb, it'll lock onto that and it'll follow it across the room. I'm not much on orbs. I like to call them light anomalies because, and, and these cameras do pick up dust and they will follow dust. Some people are going to say that don't, that don't pick up dust. Bullshit. It does. Had it in my house. Took a, I took a, a, a pillow and I smacked it behind the camera and blew the fan on it and it picked up the dust particles. 
So don't tell me that the cameras don't pick up dust because they do. Um, but you know, a lot of people see dust and they think it's 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 an orb. They call them orbs, or you know, I've seen real light anomalies, uh, genuine light anomalies, and they didn't look like a dust particle. They emitted their own light, and I could see it with the naked eye and not with a IR camera or a regular camera. I've seen it with the naked eye. It illuminated, it got big, and then it dissipated. I've seen them. I've seen them several times, and they produced their own light. They weren't from a camera. They weren't from an IR bounce. They were producing their own light source, which is amazing. It's totally amazing. If you ever see something like this in the dark, it will illuminate the room. I mean, it's they're that bright. And uh, I watch a lot of the shows like, uh, what's that, that paranormal call on camera, and I watch some of the shit that they put on there. Excuse my language, but it's shit. Um, some of the explanations they give are just like totally, totally ridiculous. I've seen one, somebody had a, a camera outside, and there was these little white balls, and they were going back and forth. I hate to tell you this, but they said it was a ghost in there. That shit was a spider web. You know why I know it was a spider web? Because it happened to me in an investigation. And I went back into the video and seen it was a spider. It's a spider web. Somehow in front of the IR cameras, they'll leave these little dots. They look like balls of light or whatever, but really it's a spider web. Yeah, I watched it. I'm like, as soon as I seen it, they're like, oh, we've never seen anything like that. The, 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 the host on there, we've never seen anything like that. It's a spider web. Yes, a spider web. Not a ghost. It's not a UFO. It's not a ghost. It's a spider web that got put in front of the camera by a spider. And uh, they're claiming it's ghost. So people don't take a lot of this stuff you see on TV is legit because some of it is a lot of bullshit. And I mean, a lot. I watch some of it for entertainment when I'm bored, you know, and I'm just like, wow, this shit is ridiculous. Uh, psychics as well. I, yeah, I'm really wholehearted on psychics. Like, uh, are they real? Are they legitimate? I think maybe there are a few people out here that are legitimately, uh, considered psychics, but, uh, some of them I think, um, are full of shit. Um, they're doing to generate money and, and TikToks and Facebook fame and TikTok fame and all that shit. Um, and I think people that do it for money are, um, you know, I don't know how legit they are. You know, um, I think some people, when they lose their loved ones, uh, that's a hard thing to take. It's something you really, like I said, you never really get over it. And some people, it it really, it takes a toll on their life. And um, I think people that do that shit and and say, you know, they're talking to your, your deceased loved one and charging money for it, I think they should be ashamed of themselves if you're really just bullshitting them. Uh, I think you should be really ashamed of yourself. Uh, I wouldn't do that. And 
you know, to make a profit off of someone's heartache and misery is, um, that's a terrible thing. It really is. It's a really terrible thing. And if you're doing shit like that, I, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. And, and they know who they are. You know who you are out there. If you're doing that kind of shit, you know, you you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, I would never do anything to anybody to hurt their feelings. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that like to hurt people's feelings. You know what I mean? Like, they they get they get off on that shit. And uh, I don't feed into that shit. I don't have time for people like that. I never have. And when they I see people like that, I just cut them off, man. I don't I have no more to do with them. I don't give a shit what they think about me. Talk all the shit you want, whatever. I don't have time for that shit. I'm out here to, to help people legitimately and not bullshit around with them. Um, that's, that's not what I'm about. I didn't spend thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment to bullshit somebody. That's just not, this is not what I do. And it's not cool. It's really not cool. Um, and if people are doing that, you know, psychic stuff and, you know, saying that they're talking to someone's loved ones and they're just bullshitting them, it's, that's not right. That's really not right. Uh, and I, I, like I said, I'm not into the psychic thing. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that claim to be psychics. I mean, like I said, I, any psychic any psychic out there that's listening to this show, if you want to come on my podcast and prove me wrong with it, by all means, please contact me. You can contact me at uh, you know, through my uh, website, which is the HarrisburgAreaParanormal.com. You can go to my email which is haps at comcast.net. That's H period, A period, P period, S at comcast.net. Or you can go to the Paranormal Journal 8. You can go to Paranormal Journal 18 at comcast.net. Or you can go to Facebook. Send me a message through Messenger on Facebook through the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society. Come on the show. Prove me wrong, please. I'd like to be proven wrong. That's with demonic things. That's with psychics whatever i mean not to say that there aren't legitimate psychic people not to say that there's not legitimate demonic things i base everything on what i have experienced that's it i give people the truth about what i have experienced i can't tell you about a psychic if he's legitimate or not, unless I've talked to him and he's legitimately given me a reason to say he's either fake or he's telling the truth uh, or she's telling the truth. You really have to impress me for me to say you're a psychic. Like I need to know something. You need to tell me something that only I would know about a deceased loved one. You need to tell me this. And if you could nail that down and tell me something about something that me and that person had together that only we would know, you could convince me. That's the only way I could be convinced because I watch a lot of these psychic shows and I watch a lot of them, how they lead people into giving them an answer. Oh, I, I someone died of the throat. There'll be 20 people out there Maybe someone in that audience, per, you know, their family member died from throat cancer or they choked or, or who knows? You know what I mean? I don't know. But 
automatically a person will jump up. Oh yeah, that was my uncle. Uh, he died uh, uh, through cancer or something like that. And then they start picking away at him. They start chipping away at him. Oh, he's in heaven. He said, he's sorry. I couldn't talk to you. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that shit is wrong. If people were doing that, I think it's really wrong because let me tell you something. Death is not an easy thing to get over. When someone you love dies, it is not easy. And the older you get, the more difficult this shit gets. You know, you, you some, I, I tell you, man, death is a humbling thing. Uh, it, you know, you start getting up in age, like I'm, I'm, I'm 50. And, um, I know I don't have a whole lot of time left here. You know, if I live another 20, 30 years, that's not a long time. That's not a long time at all, folks. I mean, it's really not. Uh, 50 years went really, really fast. And um, you don't have a lot of time here. And uh, that's a lot of reason why I do paranormal stuff, too. Not only to help people, but to try to to calm the fear that I have with this because it's, like I said, it's such a fear. There's sometimes I sit downstairs, I'll get up early in the morning and I'll just make a cup of coffee and I just sit there and I watch the news. And um, sometimes I just sit there and think. I don't even watch the news. I'll be watching the sun come up or something like on a weekend. Uh, and I work a lot of hours. So, yeah, we all do. Everyone does. And even the people that are listening to this, they're probably listening to us, you know, listening to the show as they're going to work or whatever. Uh, we don't spend a whole lot of time at home, you know, so we're, we're at work a lot. And when you come home on the weekend, you're sitting on your deck or you're sitting down on your porch and have a cup of coffee watching the sun come up. That's, that's a great feeling, but you know, it's, it's also, it's a feeling of peace, but then you start thinking about your, your, you know, how many years do I really have left? You know, um, I don't know. That's a scary thought. You, still, you think about it, you start thinking about it. I get almost hyperventilating from it, you know, I'm like, Phew, I'm scared, man. Like, I'm really scared. I, I don't know if I'm scared to die because I think that the human body is, um, the process of dying, your body is designed to do it when it's your time. Um, so I don't think it's going to be that bad. It's just the point of your loved ones you're never going to see. Are you going to see them again? I mean, you, 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 your faith is that you're going to, you, you're a good person. You're going to go to heaven. And I mean, in my faith, I'm Catholic. So, you know, you repent your sins. You're going to go to heaven. You're going to see Jesus. You're going to be in paradise. You're going to see all your family members again. That's what I'm hoping. Is it really what's going to happen? I don't know. That's the scary part. It's the big mystery. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's the big mystery that we're all going to experience. Every, every single one of us on this planet are going to experience death. That's for certain. That's for certain. And that's a scary, scary-ass thing. Uh, if you really sit down and think about it, it's not the part of dying. Well, it's, it, it to me, it's that too, but the part of, am I ever going to see the people I love again? My wife, my kid, my mother, my father, you know, all these people that passed away, am I, or they're still here. Am I going to leave before them? Are they going to leave before me? It's a, it's a really humbling uh 
thing to me. And I get deeper. I'm writing a book about stuff now with um, everything that's happened to me from the time I was 15 years old till now. I'm writing a book, and um, I'm definitely going to let uh, Anna Manella read it once I get it all done. But I'm writing chapters, uh, you know, every couple weeks. I'm throwing a couple chap more chapters in, and uh, it's going to be basically my whole life experience with with um, from my first experience from seeing the UFO to um, everything involved that I've been doing with the paranormal for the last 20 plus years. So. It's going to be interesting. So a lot of the experiences I'm going to document in the book are all legitimate experiences that I had throughout the years in all different cases in my childhood, my friends' homes that I, when I was kids that I experienced things in, my grandfather's house. Um, it, it's going to be a pretty good book. I haven't really got a name on it yet. Um, I'm just just banging away at the chapters. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting book and people are probably going to like reading it. But it's just legitimate. It's 100%. It's about my experiences as, as a paranormal investigator, as a person in life in general, just death and loss and, and, and getting into this phenomena that we call life and death. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a... Very, very interesting thing. Life and death is, is a very interesting thing. And um, we're all living it. And we're all going to experience it. So, damn, it's it's uh, it's humbling. I have to think about it right now. It freaks me out. I'm freaked out a little bit right now just thinking about it. And I, I think about it more and more now that I, the older I get. And uh, I'm lucky my parents are still around. Um, a lot of people I know, uh, their parents are gone. They, they died. You know, a lot of my friends that I grew up with, you know, they died very, very young in their 30s, in their 40s, and, you know, early 40s, early 30s. You know, these are people, you know, that I grew up with in Baltimore City. And uh, uh, the drugs that, uh, you know, come through that city uh, took a lot of my friends, and uh, they're all gone. And I'm still here. I'm, I'm blessed that uh, I'm still here. It's sad that they're gone, but um, I'm blessed I'm still here. And and here, able to talk to you guys and, and tell you the experiences that I've experienced. But um, I'm telling you, man, ghosts are real. There are these things that are ghosts. They're definitely ghosts, but there's some other things that I don't know what they are. Interdimensional, demonic, I, don't, I really I couldn't tell you. Um, I said I have more questions than answers with that kind of stuff. And um, the more I do it, the more interesting it gets because you never, you never know what you're going to experience. A lot of the phenomena is the same, but some of, sometimes you get this stuff that's different, and you're like, "What the hell is that? Is it some kind of psychic energy? Is it some kind of other dimension? Is it demonic? Is it, you know, you're just trying to. There's a lot of things that are rambling around in your head of what it is. But you know, demonic things are usually. The last thing I think when it comes to something that's as uh, a haunting or, or something like that. So, but I tell you, I will be getting back into this Mechanicsburg case for y'all folks uh, really, really soon. Once we get all the evidence wrapped up and uh, we'll revisit this and I'll let you hear all the EVPs we caught. 
if there's any video evidence so i'll let you see it on our youtube channel you can go to that and check that out and uh like i said come out to some of these paracons if you're if you're on and living in pennsylvania you want to check us out we will be there live we'll give away some mugs and some free stuff that we got uh I like coffee, so I like getting mugs with our logo on it. And we got some uh, flash drives we're gonna, we've are we got made with our logo on it. And um, I'll even have some Paranormal, Paranormal Journal podcast mugs, too. Coffee mugs, because everybody likes coffee or tea or, you know. And you can drink your coffee in one of our mugs and say, hey, I know those guys. I met them. And we're always cool with everybody. Pictures, whatever. We're merchandise we're cool i'm cool with everybody and if anybody ever wants anything you want a paranormal journal podcast mug shoot me an email don't be afraid to send me an email don't be afraid to email us because uh i answer everybody's email personally um like i said send it to paranormal paranormal journal 18 at comcast.net you can contact us through the harrisburg area paranormal.com website Send me a message. You want you want some merchandise? You want a coffee mug? Shoot me an email. I'll uh, I'll get one to you. And uh, I'm gonna wrap this up for the, tonight, folks. And uh, like I said, live your life, enjoy it because uh, you're not here very long. And enjoy yourselves while you're here. You know, try not to uh, hate a whole lot of people in your life. Just you know, is there somebody getting your nerves? Just kind of shut them out, man. You know, do your thing. Be you. Do you. Don't worry about nobody else's shit because you got enough stuff on your mind. You worry about you. Do you. And that's all you got to worry about in life. That is it. Well, folks, I'm going to wrap this up. I will see you on the next episode of season two of the Paranormal Journal podcast. I'm going to leave you guys with. Another tune from Get Em Wet. This one's called The Other Side. My boy Tom and Jesse laying this track down. Y'all have a good rest of your week. Be safe out there. See you next time. Asking questions all of my life, but every answer I get, none of them I ever like. No, I know we all living up on borrowed time, but it keep me up late at night and got me wondering why. Oh, I'm just looking for a reason. I don't need something to believe in. I just want life to have meaning. So I ain't wasting all my time. So will I see you on the other side? Yeah.